You're listening to episode 48 of the Thriving Mom podcast. Today, I want to know, have you been living your life from a place of love or fear? If you're not sure, you're going to want to stick around for this episode. Welcome to the Thriving Mom podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor, on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Welcome back, friends. It's Uime here, helping you thrive in the chaos that is motherhood. If you're new here, welcome. I'm so glad you could join me for this life-changing episode. As we're rounding off September and talking about all things decluttering, I wanted to talk about living from a place of love and defining what that looks like for you. This episode also ties into wrapping up my intuitive eating series, which was all through the month of August. So if you're going through your intuitive eating journey or just exploring food freedom, I highly recommend that you check out episodes 40 to 44. That's where the juice is. All right, let's talk about love. So as I was thinking about this episode and reflecting back on my own journey of body image, freedom, of making peace with food, I remember something that happened last year, which actually made me cry. (laughs) I literally bawled my eyes out in my car and I made a video about it and posted it in my mentorship group because it was a huge breakthrough moment for me. So for years, I used to feel really ashamed of my underarms. Let's just say I have evidence of years of chemical burn to show how oblivious I was to taking care of my skin, as many of us do. So in the past, I wore clothes to hide them. I didn't raise my hands and I did so many things just to get them to lighten up. Didn't work. But then through coaching, I realized that this was one place that I really didn't want to address on my body image journey. And it held me back so much, especially when I was at the gym. Like half the time I was worrying about my underarm showing, half the time I was working out, which didn't make for a very fun experience. So thankfully, my coach practices from a body neutrality lens. So there was no positive vibing my way through that. I really had to learn to love myself despite not loving my underarms. One of the things I believe and I use in my coaching with my clients is that no matter how much you think a thought, the only way to know if that thought is actually working in your life is seeing the evidence. So for me, what happened that day at the gym, I remember raising my hands for this Zumba move. And then a few seconds later, I caught myself in the mirror raising my hands. And I thought, oh, I'm raising my hands. I think I probably had my hands there for maybe 30 seconds. And I didn't put my hands down. And I continued with the rest of the class. There was no brain drama. There was no worrying and freaking out. I was so proud of myself, you guys, that I had to share this with my mentorship group because we were all going through our own journeys of body freedom. And this thing was so pivotal for me, but I know that it just didn't happen overnight. It's something that I had to work towards, especially as I've let go of perfectionism in my life and not waiting for everything to be the way I imagine in my brain. And that's what happens to a lot of us. We have made decisions in our lives for decades rooted in fear. 
And most of that fear has been rationalized by diet culture, mom culture, grind culture, all the cultures that try to make you feel like you're not enough. We have a lot of us who are afraid of gaining weight, losing weight. We're afraid of eating the wrong type of food. We're afraid of raising our children in the way that feels good to us. We're afraid of other people's judgments of our life decisions. And I see this a lot in moms. The problem is that when you live this way, it focuses on your past. It focuses on your flaws and reinforces the idea that you're not enough, that you're a disappointment to the group. And I'm using group here in quote. And then we believe that we're not worthy because the evidence is showing that we're struggling. So then we want to wait to lose weight to finally fit in the gown instead of just getting it tailored or buying a different size that fits the body we have. We put our kids in extracurricular activities, then complain about how stretched thin we are. We don't enforce boundaries because we're afraid of what people might say. Even though we know people will still talk, we pretty much just shrink our lives to fit everyone else's expectations of us until one day we wake up and we don't recognize who we are anymore. And that's why I'm calling us in. We don't need to prove to everyone that we're worthy and deserve a place in this world. We're here because we are supposed to be here. One thing I want to ask is, in the midst of all our searching for answers, not a lot of us really seek those answers within ourselves. Even for my Christian sisters, because I'm a Christian myself, and I see so many of us following God's will, using that as an excuse not to get up and make empowered decisions. Meanwhile, God has already given you the power and the authority to make those decisions. I used to do that too. And I would pray and complain and wonder why things weren't changing. It's not like God hadn't answered me. It was just because I was too afraid to make any decision. I did not want to take responsibility for the outcome of my decisions. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about coaching moms out of this mindset. Because we need to begin to stand in our power And that starts with our food and body decisions. If you believe that others get to decide how you relate with food, how you relate with your body, guess what? You're likely doing the same thing in other areas of your life. I know this because I've been there. (laughs) I'm in there with you and I see this every day. It's a constant working and unlearning and changing my perspective. I share freely about people pleasing and perfectionism because... It was only through working on my relationship with food and my body that I realized how much those were controlling other parts of my life, especially when it came to my parenting. And thankfully, I've worked through that. I'm in a better place now and I can see the difference. I'm more relaxed. My relationship with my kids have improved. Even my children keep talking about it. Like they'll be like, oh, mom, I can't believe this is you. And I haven't done anything. I've just worked on managing my mind and making decisions from a place of love. So let's talk about you when it comes to your body, when it comes to movement, when it comes to eating, when it comes to other things you do in your life. How do you see yourself? How do you speak to yourself? Do you speak to yourself out of love or fear? So here's what I teach my clients in my coaching program, Thrive. Fear-based decisions and thinking come from a fixed mindset. Typically, the focus is on scarcity Not being enough, not being worthy, involves negative thoughts, giving up, and it's limiting and disempowering. 
it sort of shrinks over time. Like you just feel like you're pulling into yourself. But love-based decisions and thinking come from a growth mindset. The focus is typically on abundance, being enough, being worthy, and involves positive talk, which is different from toxic positivity. That's another podcast episode on its own. But love-based decisions, you're willing to fail. They make you feel empowered and your life just expands. You don't feel this need of holding on to things and being graspy. It focuses on opportunities and cultivating the belief that what you want is possible. And that's what I want for you, my friends. Even if you're not where you want to be with your body, you're not where you want to be with movement, with your food, can you dare to think of what's possible for you? Can you dare to dream for a moment? Because once you open up your mind to see what could be possible for you, you begin to think differently. And because your thoughts create your results, you'll find yourself taking different actions that will eventually lead to the results that you're seeking. It is a process. It's not going to change overnight. But little by little, you'll start to make those changes. And then one day you'll wake up and see that you've created this woman that you've always wanted to be. So the first thing is just starting by recognizing your current fear-based thinking. Start with your I am statements. Things like, I'm never going to get it together. I'm always struggling. And then I should. That's a good one. I have to. When you think this way, how does it make you feel? And how do you act? Really think about it. I always encourage people to write it down on paper because when you see it in front of you, it's so different and it makes things more real. Now imagine the version of you who respects herself, who moves in a way that feels good, who eats food that help her function well. How does she think about these areas of her life? Does she speak unkindly to herself? Does she say, I'll never get it together? How does she dress for the body that she has? What kinds of boundaries does she have in place? That's a good one. We're so afraid of keeping boundaries. (laughs) Just let your mind explore. Dream about them. Write them down. Now go back and compare this dream of the version of yourself that you want to be. Compare it to the person that you are right now. Your current thinking. Are they aligned? Probably not. Which is fine. Because we're still working, right? We're still getting there. So then you know you need to get something done to help your thinking align with the person you want to be. Next, I want you to accept what is reality in this moment. And this is a hard one to swallow because it's so important. And once you're able to do this, you'll find that making change is not so painful. The reason why so many of us struggle is that we resist our reality. And that's where toxic positivity messes you up. When your reality is that you have cellulite on your legs, yet you're reciting, I love and appreciate my legs every day, even though your thoughts about cellulites are that they're disgusting and terrible. You're just adding to your pain and suffering because your thoughts don't yet align with the thoughts of someone who loves and appreciates their legs every day. So in reality, what you're chasing is a feeling about your legs. You might want to feel at peace or indifferent about it or even unbothered. So if you're coming from a place of love, you just see your body as a human body. You recognize that you're just having this human experience in this body. And you get to decide how you want to engage with your body based on love and acceptance. 
And that acceptance is not giving up on you. It's recognizing what is a fact and separating that from the thought that is steeped in diet culture or the societal pressure that tells us that women need to have smooth legs. The fact is you have human legs. You could also have cellulite on your legs, but you can't change it. So you can decide, how do I want to think about this cellulite? And you can change how you interact with your legs. So you can just accept that I have human legs. These legs help me move and walk around. I'm okay. Nothing has gone wrong. I know it's easier said than done. And I've been down this road. It is a difficult and challenging process. But if you're committed to this work, eventually it gets a lot less painful. (laughs) And this is typically where I would encourage people to seek the help of a coach. Because sometimes you need someone to hold that belief for you while you still work on yourself. So the times when you're not feeling it, that person can be there to hold you up and support you. If you're needing this kind of support, send me an email, hello at oliveandbliss.ca, and we can talk. Now, for some of you, your biggest fear might just be the negative thoughts that you have about yourself or what you think other people will think about you. But can you allow yourself to feel those emotions and still find yourself worthy of love and acceptance? I recently learned this from another coach and it's been a game changer for me. So let's say you're afraid that if you have a boundary with your mom, because she's always commenting about your body, she might be upset at you. So then you're afraid of that scenario and the feeling that you might have. When you really explore this, you'll find that the real reason you're avoiding it is that you have thoughts about what her response will mean to and about you. So here's what I want you to do. Imagine having a conversation about a boundary with your mom. What are the feelings that come up for you? Can you sit with them? Can you process them? And let them come through your body. Here's why. Your brain is trying to keep you safe by helping you avoid those feelings. Because to you, those feelings might just feel like death. But you have to let your brain know that it's okay to have those feelings. Having them won't kill you. Once you're able to feel those feelings and move past them, placing a boundary in place will become so much easier for you because you've already dealt with the worst thing that could happen at an emotional level. Again, let's remember that your feelings drive your actions. And I'll give you a real life example because I had a client whose parents often made comments about her body and she was worried that they might make a comment when she goes to visit them with her daughter. So her biggest fear was rejection. And through coaching, she got comfortable with feeling rejected. She processed the feeling. We put a plan in place to help her have that conversation with her parents about not policing her or her child's body, or their food. So part of the plan was to send them a text about it. And guess what? Her parents didn't even argue with her. Even when she went there and her dad made a comment, her mom corrected him. Friends, this is what happens (laughs) when you're willing to accept yourself and act from a place of love. You show up courageously and you become the woman you want to be. Not who society thinks you should or have to be. And this is a beautiful thing. I hope you have an awesome week ahead. Show up in love and acceptance for yourself and keep thriving. Hey, 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, you've got to check out my free food freedom guide because it gives you practical steps you can take to let go of dieting, stop obsessing about food, and eat in a way that you enjoy. Get your food freedom guide at oliveandbliss.ca slash foodfreedom. And if you'd like to learn more about me and how I can support you to make peace with food and your body, then head on over to oliveandbliss.ca. I'm always rooting for you, my friend. Until next time, keep thriving.